Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Welcome to episode 353, top five buildings that we've seen. Not going to lie to you, this was very challenging to come up with for a multitude of reasons. Number one, we've been to a lot of places. Number two, we've, we've seen a lot of things. And number three, we really had to jog our memory because what we were trying to do is trying to bring in the overall experience as well because I'm sure as you would appreciate and, and you've had done in your holidays as well, that we've had good holidays, we've had not so good holidays, and the chances are you're gonna remember the the better holidays than you are your worst holidays. And when I put that into perspective for this episode, yeah, we've been to a lot of great countries, but you, we, we've also come away from countries thinking, well, yeah, it was all right. and. We've come away from some countries going, oh my God, what an absolutely brilliant country that is. And that can shape what, how you think about a place. These top five, they're in no particular order. So they are just, when we sat down and brainstormed it, we said, these are the five. These are the reasons why let's stick with, let's stick with that. So there's not a five to one, but in no particular order, we'll start with the Angle Wat complex in Cambodia, in Siem Reap. We were there in 2011. We were new to the new to the travelling, and the Angle Wat complex itself is ridiculous for many reasons. the The biggest thing that we didn't know at the time that we know now was that the nearest big body of water to the Angle Wat complex is about 50 miles, I think, or 50 kilometres away from the complex. Now, when you look at the size of the stones and everything that would have had to have been done to put the building in place, how they've managed to get all of that 50 miles or 50 kilometers downstream is unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable. We had a good time at the Angle Watt complex, and I do want to point out the whole Angle White, the whole Angle Watt site is a ginormous site. We spent three days going around it. But if we're focusing on the, the main temples itself, we saw the sunrise on one morning, uh, it was about 30 degrees, and that was lovely to see the sun come up behind it. Our tuk-tuk driver for the three days that we were there was uh, a guy called Vinny. Uh, he was $15 for, for three days. We, I think we, we, we ended up giving him a massive tip as well. But the angle walk, complex is is just phenomenal the way that it was constructed i mean it's also i believe i believe it's a hindu temple in a buddhist complex if i'm not mistaken you might want to check me on that so that's another thing that makes it stand out it's got a massive moat around the outside which again given sources of water and so forth again how that was constructed is, is remarkable uh a baboon stole my lunch thieving bastard that made up the experience as well. Uh, and also there are, when you watch like things like National Geographic and you look at the drainage systems at Angle Watt and how they've engineered and constructed it, they're still not able to work out certain aspects of the build nowadays. And this is with you know advanced technology, uh, you know, sonar systems and all these sorts of things, uh, ground penetrating technology. 
there are still certain aspects of the drainage systems and how they put the buildings together, how they've been constructed, that us modern people are still not able to work out. And that's why that the Angle Wat Temple itself is, is on this list. It's an architectural phenomenon. It really, really is. It goes without saying, with everything on this list, we recommend you go and we recommend you go and see them without a shadow of a doubt. So that's why the Angle Wat complex is is here. Another building, another structure that's well worth seeing is the Cristo Redentor, uh, Chrysler Redeemer, and that's in Rio de Janeiro. Now you're probably all very familiar with, with the statue. It's a, a big Jesus with its arms out overlooking uh, the bay there in Rio de Janeiro, overlooking Sugarloaf Mountain as well. Built in the 1930s, so a lot more modern, but the fact that it sits on on, on top of a hill, the views up there are, again, just phenomenal. Uh, we went up there in the late afternoon, watched the sun set over, over the bay there in Rio, and we just took a few hours up there and just enjoyed it. It's very busy. Uh, it was, it's an achievement that they managed to build a road to get up there without a shadow of a doubt. We didn't trek up there. Uh, but the whole thing with Cristo Redentor being on this list is that it's in a it's in a wonderful city. The views from the top are divine, and yeah, it, it's just memorable. Sometimes it's difficult to put things into words, so we'll leave it at that. But Cristo Redentor is in the top five as well. I'm moving on to number three, Machu Picchu in Peru. Now we. We struggled a little bit with Machu Picchu, and what I mean by that is because we've been to quite a lot of temple sites over in South America and Central America, uh, you know, Chichen Itza, I've been to Uxmal uh, with the Temple of the Magician. Machu Picchu is, is phenomenal. Is it the best site in the world in terms of you know old temple complexes? I would probably argue that. I would say that there are probably better and less visited ones. However, what makes Machu Picchu phenomenal in our mind is its location. It's right up in, in the hills, in the, effectively in the middle of nowhere, uh, on the Urubamba River, I think it is. It's incredibly secluded. Its location is is bonkers. It's like nothing you'll ever see before and very unlikely that you'll see again. And we started trekking up the last part of the Inca Trail at half four in the morning to get to the top. And about two hours later, when we got to the top, we, we were let in and we had a guided tour on Machu Picchu. And we were into the complex. We followed our tour guide for about 100 metres um, and we sat down. You couldn't see anything. Fog, mist, you name it, you're not seeing anything. And the tour guide said at the time, he said, don't worry, in about an hour, hour and a half, these clouds will clear, it will be a nice sunny day, and you will see everything that you want to see. Now, we thought at the time he's, he's talking absolute nonsense, but about an hour and a half later, after we'd had a, a history of Machu Picchu, and again, the tour guide was wonderful, the clouds started to clear. And 
behind the clouds, the sun's starting to come out and you just see this lovely, relatively intact complex sat up in, in the hills, in the gods. And the view, absolutely stunning. Very difficult to put that into words, how wonderful that view was. And you realise the enormity of how high you've climbed, but also how they managed to have a, a, a village here back in the day. And for, for that reason, that's why Machu Picchu makes this list. It is a very, very nice place. It's great to look at. We had a great tour guide on the day. We had shocking weather at the start, but the fact that those clouds cleared up and you just see this, this pristine complex. That's why Machu Picchu makes the list. And that's why you do recommend that you know, whenever you're over in Peru to go and see it. Word of warning, it's very high. Uh, in terms of generic altitude, it's very high, um, but well worth it. Another one on this list, uh, caveat, this isn't a place that we've been to together, but this is a place that we have both been to in our lifetimes. And it's it's the Colosseum in Rome. We are aware that there might be uh, bigger and better Colosseums out there. I think the one in Arles in or Arles in in France is very good. Uh, the one in Pula as well in in modern day Croatia is also phenomenal. But having both been to Rome and having both been around Rome, we both agree that the Colosseum is is ridiculous. It's but how much history is there? I think we both said that we, when we were there, we were both there on really hot days. The weather was great. And we've both been on guided tours um, and self-guided tours of, of the Colosseum. And it's just a remarkable building in a remarkable city. We could have, you could have picked anything in Rome, to be fair. You could have picked St. Peter's uh, in the Vatican. You could have picked Sistine Chapel. You could have picked a forum. Uh, you could have picked Circus Maximus. But I think what makes the Colosseum stand out is the fact that they've now opened underneath. So where all the competitors and the animals and whatnot would have been kept years and years ago. It's an, it's an architectural phenom because it's 2000 and you know, X amount of years old. The, architect, the architecture is quite cool, but also the complexity of being inside how easy it would have been to get in and out of the Colosseum itself, how, as with typical Roman precision, it would have been remarkable to have seen 2,000 years ago without a shadow of a doubt. So we both agree for those reasons, the Colosseum is, has to be in the list as well. And I say the caveat on that is we haven't been there together at the same time seeing it, but we've both been there individually and both come back and say the same thing. Number five, uh, this one will probably take you a little bit by surprise. Last one on the list is the uh, Tian Tan Buddha and the Polin Monastery. Uh, that's in Lantau Island in Hong Kong. This mainly comes down to the experience of Hong Kong was the first place we, we traveled to uh, all the way back in February 2011. We'd had a long flight. We were very jet lagged. I think we spent the first day in bed. 
And we decided on one of the days to head over and to try and get to Lantau Island. We'd heard many good things about it. And that involved trains, planes, automobiles, subways, you name it. And we got over to Lantau. We got over to Lantau and we started traipsing up one of the hills. And you get to this complex and you get to this complex and you see this big, big massive Buddha on, on top of on top of a hill, loads of steps going up, big Buddha. And we were there and we took one look at the weather. We took one look at the clouds that were forming in the background. And this is where we, we laugh about this to this day. Good old British instinct kicks in. We didn't have any waterproofs. We didn't have any super warm clothes or anything like that. But we took one look at those clouds and went, it's going to piss down. It's going to absolutely belt it down. Let's not go up to the Big Buddha right now. Let's have a little walk around, look at some souvenir stalls, uh, have a cup, you know, have a tea. Because we both said the same thing, you know, in about 15, 20 minutes, it's going to hammer down. Lo and behold, in about 20 minutes, it absolutely belted down. Uh, it was ferocious. The weather was absolutely ferocious. We were still somehow caught off guard. And more so because it then got really cold at the same time. So we scrambled around and we ended up uh, buying a couple of uh, a couple of jumpers there. Uh, we had no choice. It was getting cold. It was getting dark. And the weather started to abate somewhat. And then we walked all the way up the stairs, all the way to the top of Big Buddha. The views from the top, uh, despite the clouds, you can see quite a lot of uh, Hong Kong and the surrounding areas. You can, I believe you can look into mainland China as well through the clouds that we saw. And we, we just we just laughed. We laughed. We, we predicted the weather. We knew what was going to happen. It happened. And on the way back, much to Aaron's chagrin, we got the cable car back down. And Aaron had not been a big fan of heights. It wasn't the best experience that he'd ever had in the wind and the rain, uh, the clouds and this cable car swinging from side to side. But a point being said, it, this makes the list because it was one of the first places that we visited. Uh, I think we both came down with colds quite soon after because we, we'd been completely off guard, caught off guard. And definitely these are lessons that we have to learn as, as we go around. But for that reason, uh, this building, this complex makes the list. So they're the top five you know, buildings slash structures that we've ever seen. Uh, Angle Wat Complex in Siem Reap in Cambodia, the Cristo Redentor in Rio de Janeiro, Machu Picchu in Peru, the Colosseum in Rome, and the Polin Monastery on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. Highly recommend you visit all of them. Uh, they're all delightful in their own rights. Amen to that. Uh, as usual, uh, please do share the podcast. We've got some great travel content coming up. In one of the uh, in next episode, we're going to recap on our time in Turin. Finally, back out on the road, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, and then the week after that, we're going to be looking at the top five places we've ever been to. Uh, so generic areas, not countries. Uh, we've already done that a few weeks ago, but places that we've been to or seen. So, as usual. Share the podcast. The more people that listen to this, the better. Hopefully, we're adding uh, enough content and, and great content for you. That's the most important thing. You're the reason that we keep recording these episodes and keep doing this podcast. Plus, we love doing it as well. Until next time, 
Hasta luego. 